Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Verman-Michael, and I'm joined by a new friend who feels like an old friend, Chris Johnstone, and he is the CEO of Connection Incorporated. And we actually met kind of on accident, I suppose, via DM. Um, I think I reached out to you very randomly after being or seeing that another mutual friend of ours was on yours. And I was like, I got to have him on mine. And it worked out beautifully. But Chris, I'm so excited to have you and welcome to the show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is, uh, it's great to be here and I can't wait to see uh, where the conversation goes and how I can share. I think this is going to be a really cool one. And I think there are going to be a lot of people who are really going to love hearing how you explain this whole part of this process to us. Um, But before we dive into the goods, would you please let my audience know a little bit about who you are, how you got into what you're currently doing, and just tell us a little bit about what that actually is. Yeah, for sure. So um, I own Connection Incorporated. It's a digital marketing and sales agency. And basically what we do is we book qualified sales appointments for people in the mortgage industry. So whether it's referrals from your past customers, uh, we do all of the marketing and the calls to your past customer database for you if you want new referral partners. So we get lists of qualified referral partners. We make the phone calls, make the introductions and fill your calendar with qualified referral partner appointments. And then we're also very good at converting digital marketing leads um, into actual qualified sales appointments. So a lot of mortgage companies come to us, they're buying leads from Zillow or a third party service. And then we're the service that comes in that actually converts those leads into qualified sales appointments so that the loan officers can actually take applications and close deals. Kind of a, an awesome middleman that takes the hard part out for the mortgage professional, in my opinion, on that one. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We discovered that loan officers shouldn't be making cold calls or uh, dealing with low quality leads. They should be the ones actually closing the deals. And we find, you know, by filling that gap in the middle, they're able to process more deals and be more profitable. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a great fit. Oh my gosh, what an amazing concept. And I think any mortgage professional listening to this, which is my entire audience with the exception of, you know, the real estate side, but I think it falls into the category beautifully. Um, What an amazing concept, right? Taking the uh, hard part or the cold calling part or the scrubbing of the leads part, if you will, out of your day-to-day and focusing on you and I say this all the time, but relationships, what a beautiful concept. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and so I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, well, the title for this one and for everybody listening, uh, what I love about what we're about to dive into is that this is a really unique take on what I do, right? So um, being a specialist on the Instagram side of things, I'm always seeking out individuals who are just doing things a little uniquely in a good way. 
um, and have positioned themselves in. And Chris, one of the many reasons why I was excited to have you is you really dialed in where in your process running your company, Instagram kind of falls into that. And I think a lot of people use Instagram as this front kind of gatekeeper. So I'm going to use Instagram to generate leads. Whereas for you, you're not necessarily using it to quote, generate leads for people to hire your company. Instead, you're actually using it as a validation tool or part of facilitating kind of that sales funnel where someone's deciding whether or not to hire you. So tell me a little bit about how someone finds you and then ultimately when you have that conversation, when do you send them to your social media or to your Instagram to kind of solidify what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so we are scaling our organization and we're scaling outside of the mortgage industry right now. So we have only served the mortgage industry for the last 14 years. And about six months ago, we started to branch out into financial services. So think uh, financial planners, insurance advisors, like when's the last time you got a phone call from your insurance advisor? Never. How much business would an insurance advisor do if they were to actually call the people that they had policies with and offer to bundle packages together and upsell them services? So it's crazy profitable for them. But for us, it's a brand new market that we've never been introduced to. So we're working with wealth planners, insurance people, and some other industries that are related to the mortgage industry. And that's where we're getting a lot of our referrals from. So our way of generating a customer in our organization is either by referral, by calling our existing clients or our past clients, talking to referral partners, doing you know shows like this and podcasts like this. But the majority of our customers every month come through a paid marketing funnel. And that means we run ads online, we offer something of value in those advertisements, and then people come to a landing page or a squeeze page or an opt-in page, whatever. There's lots of different languages out there, but basically somebody clicks on an advertisement, goes to a page and says, hey, we want to give you this thing. And in order to send it to you, we need your email address and your phone number so we know where to send it to. People opt in, we get those leads, and then our concierge agents call them within five minutes of them opting in. And then we've got a really valuable sequence that those people go through to teach them whatever it is that they wanted to learn based on the advertisement and the opt-in page. So any given day, we'll drive anywhere from like 75 to 150 leads a day coming through a paid marketing funnel. And so that gives me and my organization the ability to like dial it up, dial it down based on the needs and the growth of what we're trying to do in that particular month. So it's very difficult to get to that scale if you're trying to do organic lead generation. It's really difficult to come out with just a piece of content, put it out there in the marketplace and just hope you get enough leads that day where I'm responsible for a reasonably large group of people for paychecks and all of those wonderful things. And like, I need the leads in order to make the sales in order to grow the organization. So that's why I really like the paid advertising side of it. But as soon as you step into that volume or that style of lead generation in the organization, you're dealing with people that are skeptical, very skeptical because they're coming through an internet marketing funnel. A lot of the times people don't know who we are. And in today's world, we're talking to people and they have no idea who I am. So 
if they're outside of the mortgage industry, we know they've never heard of Chris Johnstone. They've never heard of Connection Incorporated. And I have a very short window in order to take that person from totally skeptical, not knowing who I am, to seeing me as a trusted expert that can help them solve whatever problem it is that they're looking for. And it's the exact same in the mortgage industry. If you're going to get somebody from paid advertising, Zillow, Boomtown, if you're running your own Google ads or your own Facebook ads or TikTok or whatever it is, even if it's organic stuff, people are going to come into your funnel, they're going to reach out to you, but they're still going to be skeptical. And that's where we start to introduce social media and Instagram into our follow-up sequence. So we want people to understand very quickly, like, hey, we're not just some like random internet brand we can actually help you. We're real people and we're here to support you. So come on over and have a conversation with us. See what we're posting on social. Come join our community and see what it is that we're all about. And so we have taken it. So basically somebody comes in, they get introduced to the free information, and then we're immediately driving them to our social channels on the thank you page, in the follow-up emails that we send out, all of our social media is on the bottom of those. And then we have direct invitations that are sent out to people through the autoresponder sequence where it's like, hey, what social platform are you on? Come follow us and let's hang out. If you have any questions, you can DM us over here. And we give them all the different options, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, wherever they want to be to have that conversation because we found some people really love Facebook. Some people, well, most people love Instagram, but they're gonna pick their own channel where they wanna have that conversation with us. And so then we're driving them to that channel with just automated messages that are going out. And then what we're doing on our side is our leads, uh, we're using Zapier. And then all of those people go into an actual funnel where there's an automatic friend request that gets sent out on each of the different platforms. And then our concierge agents are watching uh, every morning they log in and they look at all of the new connections that we've built on social from the previous day. And then they're going out and they're validating those people's content, basically. So we look at what's on their feed and we'll like, we'll comment. Uh, if it's good, helpful information that we think would be beneficial to our audience, we'll share that information. And they're just starting to interact with that person's content. And then they'll send them a DM if we're connected with them, just like, hey, so you connected with the thing and you downloaded the free report. Do you have any questions? Can we help you with anything? And that direct outreach on social media actually gets much better engagement than our email marketing does. Oh yeah. Because we're in their inbox, but we're a welcome guest at that point, not a pest that's advertising to them. It's somebody who's like, oh, hey, you did. You sent me that free report. I really enjoyed that video. Does it work like this? Can I use it like this? And as soon as they start asking questions, that's when a concierge either continues that message through DM to answer all the questions, but the main goal is to get them on the phone, to answer their questions, build value, and then potentially get them to an actual phone conversation where we can help them through a consultation. Oh my gosh, it's it's beautiful when you listen to it, like the the thought process, the system, and the, the methodology truly behind all of it. And one of the things that I kept hearing you say, and it just kept ringing true to me is that whether you're on, and for those of you guys listening, right, whether you're sitting in Chris's position or mine, right, where we're selling a product or a service, if you will, to the mortgage industry, or you're a mortgage professional, the thought process remains the same, right? We have to use our social channels. In this case, we're talking Instagram 
as an opportunity to build and establish credibility. And I think what you described is prospecting at scale. And I say that all the time, but when you're generating leads at the volume that you're talking about 50 to 75 or more a day, right. Or just eyeballs, even think about if you had 75 eyeballs come across your name every single day, even if they don't click into whatever the ad is that they're seeing, those are still 50 to 75 eyeballs that are seeing Chris Johnstone's name. And so what we have to do is we have to validate ourselves, right? We have to use our platform as an opportunity to say, Hey, yes, I am real. Yes, I am really good at what I do. And oh, by the way, if you want to go down the wormhole of what makes me me, you can listen to me on YouTube, right? Like they can go down the wormhole that they choose to. But I think this is a big topic. And one of the many, again, one of the many reasons I was excited about talking to you is you and I have exact same thought process. Our mentality is how can we strengthen the relationship? with a potential lead for our business so that when we do get on the phone with them, the sales call does not feel like a sales call. And so I'm going to throw that back to you and say, what does that look like for you? Because obviously your social is a validation process during or building credibility, I think would be a better way of saying that, right? But building credibility while that person might be going down the, I might want to hire Chris and his team's situation, right? Um, but by the time they're like, okay, I'm ready to talk to Chris, hopefully they're already like, just I'm bought in and I'm ready to go. So what does that feel like to you? Or what does that process kind of looked like with Instagram being in the middle of that process or the funnel? Yeah, absolutely. So the, so it's really for the mortgage industry specifically if you're looking at your client there's a, a journey that happens and the great thing about online advertising for mortgages is people go through this process really quickly uh, but the other side of that is you have to be there at basically the very moment that that person either finds the house that they want to put an offer in on and you're the best option that's available at that moment and you've got to do that through advertising in a lot of cases or referral, right? But talking about just advertising, you've got to understand that one of the things that people start off in their journey, almost everybody's been programmed to be hypersensitive to rate. So when you get a phone call from a cold lead, they come from the internet, chances are one of the first things they're going to ask you is what's your rate? What are the rates doing today? Because they don't know any better. They haven't been educated. They don't understand our world and our industry and the value that we bring to the table. But you've got to understand that's where you need to meet them. And that's the front door. And so your advertising does kind of need to speak to the conversation that's happening inside the head of the client. So when you're running advertisements about, hey, let's compare rates or let's take a look at our rates versus the bank's rates, you do that because you've got to enter the conversation that the prospect is having in their mind. If you go out with advertisements and you start talking about something that's not related to what it is that they're looking for, they're not going to respond to your advertising. They're not going to come join your community. You've got to enter the conversation. Then through the conversation, enter the concept of, well, I can't quote you a rate because we've got to know 
what your income is, what's your credit score, what's your goal, what are you trying to do in five years? Why are you buying this house in this neighborhood at this time? Let's do a total cost analysis and let's look at the larger picture. But you can't have that conversation where you're turning them to going like, oh, okay, this just isn't a mortgage professional trying to sell me a mortgage. This person has a process and a structure and they're gonna help me reach my financial goals. I trust this person. So when you look at your social media, you've really got to do both of those things. You've got to have messages out there that are going to attract the people that are looking to do something right now. And then you've got to have the content that supports those people and educates them. And you can do that organically, but the way that we do that is through paid advertising. So if you look at all of our ads that we're running, and right now we're running ads on Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And all of our advertisements are about solving basically three main problems that mortgage professionals have. How to get more deals from your database, you know, teaser alert. If you're not calling your past customer database, that's most likely the most profitable activity you can do in your mortgage business, but nobody wants to make the phone calls. Well, that's what our product does. We will make the phone calls for you and then you just get the appointments on your calendar. So I can't go out with an advertisement and just say, hey, my company will make phone calls for you and fill your calendar from your database because most mortgage professionals haven't even considered that as a thought of a realistic or a good solution to the problem. So I have to start with advertisements that say, do you wish you had more deals coming from your database? Click here and I'll give you the script, the template, the text messages and the emails that you can send to your database to get more deals from your database. That's something that understands. I can enter the conversation that's happening in their mind. Then after they opt in, then we open it up with like, if you're looking for the best way to solve this problem and make it so that you don't have to make any calls, you don't have to chase anybody and the appointments just show up, here's this other option. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're advertising rates basically, but then as soon as somebody opts in, then the conversation changes. Well, here's the really cool thing. And I think every single mortgage professional should be doing this with their Instagram and almost nobody is, but if you identify the journey that you take your client on, you need to have specific advertisements going to people on your social media, depending on what part of the journey that they're at. And if you look at advertising, that's a cold audience, a warm audience, and then basically like a customer audience. So when somebody sees your ads on social media, where you're, you're doing cold targeting advertising, and let's just say we go to Instagram, we run an ad and we say, okay, Instagram, find people in this location that are interested in real estate or mortgages. We're gonna run ads to those people. As soon as somebody clicks on one of those advertisements, they've expressed interest in the offer. So then you show them a different advertisement that has a deeper discussion and starts to provide value to that person. That's when you're starting to show them your videos, your training, the value that you give to them to move them to the next step, which is either start a direct message conversation with you, call your office or fill out a form so that you can call them back and book an appointment with them. So you've got a cold audience targeting ad and then you've got a warm audience targeting ad. Most in our campaigns, we've found that image-based advertisements convert the highest clicks. You should get basically double the amount of clicks 
from uh, image-based advertisement than you will through video because it's really hard to get people to engage in videos, especially about the mortgage industry, just because it's such a boring topic. But if you can catch them with a flashy image, have really good copy, you can generate more leads through that. Then as soon as they've clicked and they're in your warm audience, that's when you start hitting them with video content, free reports, information that's valuable to them in the sales process, because then you're attracting them using your brand and using your content. That's enough to get people to call you, book consultations with you, allow you to actually get into the conversation of taking the application. And it also vets them out. Like one of the first videos as a, what we tell our clients to do is you should have a video that disqualifies people. Like, you know, thank you so much for checking out our content. Here's the three ways to know whether or not you can actually get qualified for a mortgage and tell them right up front, like you need employment, you need to have this credit score and you need to have this, this, and this. Because what it does is it immediately starts filtering all of the bad leads out of your funnel and making you more attractive to leads that actually fit your criteria. And that's the type of advertising that you do to your warm audience. Then you've got your actual customer audience. So these are people that have submitted a mortgage application with you that are previous clients of yours and then referral partners. And those people you want to be showing testimonials from happy past customers. Again, more valuable content that positions you as an expert that asks for referrals on social media. And that type of content is designed to generate referrals, generate repeat business, get people to see your five star reviews, get them to leave you five star reviews. It's a completely different advertising objective based on where they are through the funnel. So it's either cold, it's warm, or it's a customer. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think. I want to rephrase the second half of my question so that you can finish that thought with just continue that thought essentially. But um, one of the things for me, right, being in businesses for eight years that I can tell you, and, and the ironic thing about our relationship in from listening to you, right, is most of my business, I would say 75 to 80% of my business is completely organic. I have didn't even start spending money on ads until not quite two years ago in November. Right. So, and I still, I spend probably pennies on the dollar compared to most people doing what I might be doing, um, as far as ad spend. Um, and I'm very proud of that. And the reason for that is not because I think I don't need it, but it's because my platform really, really attributes to who am I as a person? I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I'm somebody who's very knowledgeable about what I do. Um, and I like going and spending time with people like you on your podcast, um, to just give it away, like, and give the headspace that I have away. And so the credibility gets built really naturally. So when someone reaches out to me, maybe they saw an ad, maybe they didn't, but the first thing that I can say intuitively is it doesn't feel like a sales call. And so I think that's my question yep. to you is what you're doing right as an organization is, is obviously very structured and very dialed in without any question. Um, anybody, any in the, anybody in the mortgage industry that has listened to anything Chris has said for the last 10 minutes, like no brainer. Right. But the reality is that you using your Instagram is to make it so that when I, Michelle, Michael, some random, you know, mortgage professional in Oklahoma, calls you, Chris, and says, hey, I heard you on such and such, or hey, I heard that video, and I am really excited to talk to you. 
and it then feels less like a sales call. So the point of this is how can you, right, or me or anyone, anybody in the mortgage or real estate industry listening, really any industry for that matter, because I have had people reach out and say, well, you know, I'm an attorney or I'm a travel advisor. And it's like, yes, it can work for you too. But the reality is what we post on social media and specifically Instagram for this conversation is designed to make that person so confident in who you are so that if they do see your ad for here's this free download, right? I have one too. I totally get it. Um, but once they see that, all of a sudden, all of the pieces connect and it's a matter of where do I sign? Not a matter of like, hey, I'm going to go shop you around with five other potential people that might be able to do what you say you could do for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think there's there's all different ways to look at content. And I think over the years, I've really started to, it. the lines are not as clearly drawn as they used to be. I get, again, like you said, I'm very structured. I'm, you know, a nerd at heart. Uh, and I need that structure for me to be able to produce. Um, but a lot of it is just like, how can I provide as much value as possible? But with social media, you've got to continue to develop that content. You've got to continue to be out there because it's not something that sits in an email autoresponder. If you're organically building that community, you need to show up for those people on a pretty regular basis, uh, but we do it daily. You know, we have something on our social media of value every single day that we put out there. And when I really started to lean into that, it really opens your mind up to, okay, what are all of the different opportunities that I have to provide value to my audience? And in the mortgage industry, if you start looking at how much content can you individually produce, and Michelle does a phenomenal job in her course of giving you everything that you need in order to know what content to put out there and the minds, not the mindset, but like, how do you think about structuring your content so that you can be creating content on a regular basis? And what I've found is that for us at Connection Incorporated, it's difficult to come up with something useful and valuable to talk about every single day. And so what we've started doing is a concept that we call um, the spotlight or um, it's and that comes from Dennis Yu, who's a, an incredible marketer, but his basic thing is nobody can have enough content on their particular thing that they can engage people every single day. So bring in other people that are related to you that can also provide value and spotlight their content, have conversations with those people. Cause oftentimes that's the most valuable content. So look at your realtors, Validating. look at your financial planners, look at your investment advisors, have valuable conversations with those people about what they're an expert at, have them interview you on what you're an expert at and use that to create your content. Because ultimately what people want when they get a mortgage is to find somebody that they feel they can trust, that's knowledgeable, that isn't going to sell them something. They just want somebody who's honest. And when you step into social media and you'll take that platform as the educator and really just put it all out there for people to understand, that's how you build social proof with the generation that's buying homes right now. You have to give it all away. You have to do a really good job of presenting it. And then they will come and do business with you because they can decide they're going to buy a house. 
binge watch your content on social media for two days and then reach out and contact you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about validation and credibility and am I who I say I am? And I love the way you just position that because it's so true. Um, getting on someone else's podcast, getting on someone else's, even doing an Instagram live, right? Like just go live with somebody, um, do a referral, like, Hey, you're my preferred X, Y, Z. Let's just jump on live and talk about what's going on right now. Right. If, it's kind of the fun side of being guilty by association in a good way, right? Like being able to have really positive conversations about real world things. But I think there's, there's two parts that I want to mention. One mortgage professionals are notorious for hiding behind their emails, right. Or hiding behind their team. Right. So like, here's my emails and I'm just going to send you all of these automated emails that go out. And I'm not going to worry about really like talking to you on the phone or putting content out there because like, you'll get an email that says that. Right. And I've talked to you a ton of people that will say that. Right. And I, I talk to mortgage professionals literally every day. I'm sure you do too, Chris, more than, more than we want to some days, I'm sure. But, um, the reality is that some of those conversations is very clear that they hide behind their systems and their processes and they want those things to do the work. Um, and they fail or what, where they fail is that they don't understand that I, Michelle Michael, as a homeowner or someone who might want to buy a home, I'm looking for an, a genuine and authentic connection with someone as a human first. Like, I don't care if you're the best loan officer on the planet. What I care about is, are you the best loan officer for me? based off of my relationship that I may or may not have with you. Yep. Um, you know, and the, the loan officer that we're, my husband and I are using in the process we're in right now of moving to, to Tennessee and, and buying a home there, the person who I chose, yeah, he's a very good loan officer, but the reality is, is that he gets me, right? He took the time to walk through an entire conversation right. that he probably didn't care about, truthfully, but he knew that, there were certain questions that I was going to have and even to go one step further or questions I wanted to have answered um, in that conversation. But to go one step further, when I consume his social media, I'm just like, this is a really cool human. Like I just genuinely think we get, would get along as humans, let alone as someone who might do my mortgage. Um, And that's the missing piece. And I think that You've done a really good job at saying, hey, I'm Chris. I run this really killer organization that can totally triple, quadruple your conversion. But also, hey, I'm just a guy that happens to really be cool, right? And show up consistently. Um, And so I think that that's the piece of this conversation, right? Of using Instagram instead of as the front half or of, of I'm using it to capture leads or instead of it being on the back end, right? Of I'm just using it to seal the deal, right? Instead, we have to look at it as I'm using this as a platform to say, hey, I got you in my funnel. Now go look at my Instagram, like you said, right in an email, you send them wherever they're going to go. Um, that's that's purposeful. And you put it in the middle of your funnel on purpose um, to make it a place where people can go and say, yeah, I got that email from you, Chris. That was really cool. The download was awesome, but I consumed your social and I just want to talk to you like I'm just ready to go, right? And that's and that's the beauty of all of it. That's the best of both yep. worlds, truthfully. And I think that's what we all want. Oh, 
Absolutely. And I think one thing that is being totally overlooked, especially in the mortgage industry, is direct messaging. Oh, like, no. I see so many people that don't have notifications turned on for their social media on Facebook and it's Instagram. Wild. But like, if, if you're sleeping on that, that's text messaging five years ago. And the people that like absolutely cleaned house with text messaging, DMs are it. You, you cannot in 2023 be ignoring social messaging and DMs. It is 100% where your new customers want to find you. And if they can't have a conversation with you through DM, they won't do business with you because that's how they communicate. Well, 1000%. And I, this is a really good segue into another thing that I'm curious your take on as well. But um, one of the things we tell all of our clients on our end is if you're not willing to show up in your own DMs and you actually go out there and have conversations, um, you have a problem, right? Because think about it this way. And I always use this, the analogy of, would you not answer the phone if someone called you, right? If a lead called you and you knew that that was a lead calling you, would you just be like, no, I'm not, I'm just not going to pick up the phone. Of course you wouldn't do that, right? You would pick up the phone and be like, this is somebody I need to talk to. Um, and what happens with social specifically is they take the human out of it and they'll be like, yeah, I have a social media manager or yeah, I have somebody helping me run my content. So I don't need to be worrying about my messages too much. But the reality is if you're not in your DMS and that somebody sends you a message and it goes unread for days on end, or it goes red and with no response, that's another problem. The third one is a huge one. And we actually just did our, a big, um, end of year webinar where we talked about like the big four things that people are kind of did wrong in 2022 and essentially how to fix them. Um, and one of those things is auto responders in their DMS. Um, and if what I mean by that is if someone sends you a story reply, right they they see a story of you and going on a walk with your lab and they return the message or they comment on it saying, Oh my gosh, I have a lab too. How old is yours? Um, and then you, automatically send them an autoresponder saying, thanks so much for reaching out. My team and I will get in contact with you. If you're ready to apply for a mortgage, here's the link, right? I get them all the time, daily. Um, and I actually send messages to those people. And I say, wow, like you really need to turn that off because that is a huge turnoff. Because if someone is intentionally going out there and leaving you a comment and, and starting a conversation with you and I get an autoresponder, one, I know it's not you. Like, I know you're not actually in there filtering your own messages. And two, it's like, this is just like, I'm just another number to you. I'm just like an, a, a bot that come or like a, a number that comes through a bot that has to get managed. Um, and so when it comes to DM specifically, you yep. have to be willing to time block it. It has to be something that is part of your day where you're like, okay, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night. And, and I have some clients who I, you know, not even kidding. They will literally block it in their Calendly. And like, this is my set time to return messages. And then they go unread until their next set time in their calendar. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what your take is on that. Cause that, those are the big three on like the DM side that my team and I have really noticed. So I, I thought it was interesting. You brought that up too. Yeah. So I'm going to be controversial on this, I guess. Um, That's okay. So I am, so I have somebody that handles all of my DMs, outbound and inbound. His name is Taryn. He works on my team. He's amazing. 
and I was in charge of all of my DMs up until I hired Taryn and he is he's a concierge. And the way that I looked at it was my time is sporadic at best. Like I'm I set my day out in 15 minute chunks. And if I wake up and I've got more than an hour in my calendar, that's not accounted for, like the team knows what's up. Cause Chris shows up in the morning, like, heck no, there's no way I'm wasting an hour of this day. Let's get on it. Right. So because I run my time like that, yes, I could slot in the DMS, but I don't want somebody to have to wait six hours because I know from the concierge department and us making those phone calls for people, if you don't get back to somebody within the first five minutes, you've lost the opportunity to actually have a conversation with them because then it's like you message them and then they'll get back to you in a couple hours if they get back to you. And it's like this like disjointed weird thing where it takes you three days to just say like, yeah, I've got a lab. I've got a lab too. That's nice. You know what I mean? And so Taryn, when we have DMS that go off on any of our socials, he's there right away. And he's been with me for long enough that he knows how to communicate the exact same way that I would. And oftentimes I will look at the messages and be like, oh man, that's on point. Like that's I would probably have that. better yeah. than, than what I would have written in order to have it done. And so what we've done is we've taken our concierge service and applied it to DMs. We're doing the same thing on one of the things that we take. So we have a program, it's called the executive. And one of the things that we push our clients to do is to take a chat widget and put a chat widget on your website that's manned by the concierge. So it's not a chat widget where people come on and it's like, thank you for your question. Give us your email and we'll send you back a response. It's like, I have a question about a mortgage. Hi, my name's Taryn. Thank you for being here. How can I help you? And it's an actual conversation with a real person. But you can't, in, in just with my experience, take a branch manager who's got five loan officers underneath them. There's no possible way that that branch manager can give that level of service to that client in that fast of a time period. And so we tried to automate that process with technology. And again, then you end up with the cold autoresponder that ticks off people and kills more business than it creates for you. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, that doesn't work. Let's take a look at this concierge thing. And so now what we're doing is we're installing concierge agents in mortgage companies and they're making outbound calls to past customers. They're making calls to qualified lists of realtors and financial planners and setting up those appointments. They're handling all of the inbound leads within the first five minutes that they come in and they're handling DMs and they're handling live chats on the website. And you've got like one person that's responsible for filtering all of the communication in your organization and out the bottom of that filter drips pre-qualified, pre-vetted, booked appointments on your calendar so that the loan officer shows up and they spend five to seven hours a day either talking to people who want to submit a mortgage application or referral partners that they have the opportunity to set a referral relationship up with. And that's where we like to see the loan officers spend their time. So yeah. that's the way that we look at direct messaging. I'm not saying it's 100% the right way to do it. It's just the way that we've found to get success up until this point. No, I, I, I don't think it was controversial you saying it that way in any way. I actually think it's it's somewhat, if anything, complementary to the thought process because what what we're doing, right, and what the Instagram Power Method and what my team and I do, you know, I have a team of eight girls. We have an entire engagement department. So three of my eight, not count. So eight total, take me out, you got seven, right? So you have four on the engagement side, 
uh, uh, sorry, four on the content side and, and three on the engagement side. Um, and those girls, they field those initial messages, right? So they're working as our client sending the initial touch point messages to all of our clients, right? As you know, anybody in our VIP program, like we spend an hour and a half on the phone with you building out your client profile and really getting to know who you are, things you would say, words you wouldn't say, all like literally anything you can think of as far as who you are as a person and how you would text even how you like. We have some clients who use unique phrases, right? Because they're in unique parts of the country. Some clients that say y'all, some clients that yeah. say like that you're a stud, like people that use certain phrases, right? We literally have to go through and filter all that out um, so that we can then create that initial touch point on your behalf. But here's where my pushback to you comes in a good way, right? Of like furthering the conversation, which is when we go out and we have a 45-20 rule, right? So my team goes out and does 45 comments and 20 story replies on my client's behalf every single day, Monday through Friday. And it's very structured. It's very dialed in. We have an exact category for each client each day based off of who their ideal client is and, and what their goal is, as you were mentioning, um, as far as like who they actually want to attract. Um, so we do our 45-20 for them. That's 45 comments and 20 story replies. And then where the client has to tap in, and this is where the Calendly situation comes in, where we make them time block on their on their calendar to do this, is when those people start responding, right? And you start seeing those conversations come back, yep. like you wake up the next morning and you have 10, 15, 20 DMs, you can't leave them unread, right? And you also can't rely on an auto messenger yes. to respond to that. Um, so that's where it's, Hey, I want to talk to Dominic or, Hey, I want to talk to Chris or, Hey, I want to talk to Michelle. Um, and I can tell you, you know, personally, uh, in my business, people have hired us more than not because they're like, I can't believe I actually got to talk to Michelle. Like what? I thought I was going to get to talk to so-and-so and so, or like some assistant. Um, but being available to them, even as the CEO even if it's quick, even if it's a message back and forth, even if it's like an email, right? That person feels so validated that they actually got to spoke or actually got to speak to me, um, that it truly makes that process super solidified. Um, and truly I hand them off after like most people, right? I will talk to them and I will walk through them through everything and I will detail everything as much as possible and I will follow up as much as I can. Um, but then it becomes a, a matter of, in your case, the concierge, or in my case, my COO or one of the employees that I have on my team and the client understands that. And I'm sure your clients understand that too, right? They get that they're not going to talk to the boss every single day, um, but, or throughout the entire process, but they appreciate that personal or personalized touch point more than anything. Um, so not controversial, Chris. I think it was very complimentary, honestly. Um, so I think that that's, I think that that's great, but, um, I do want to be a good steward of your time and we're, we've crushed this and I, and I'm sure we could keep talking forever about a lot of different angles of this, but, um, I want to know and, or let my audience know how we can get a hold of you. And then I know you're always busy and, and doing lots of different classes and webinars and all kinds of stuff. Um, but, can you tell my audience a little bit about what you have coming up that they might be able to get dialed into? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a new training uh, that we just put up at mortgagemarketingclass.com. 
And it's basically a walkthrough of the seven different campaigns that we think every mortgage company should have and how to implement them. And it's a really good training on just going back and looking at the low hanging fruit in your mortgage business and really determining, okay, am I getting everything out of my business that's available to me right now? Like, where is the low hanging fruit? How do you go get it? And that class walks you through the whole thing. So that's mortgagemarketingclass.com. And then, like you said, we've always got new trainings. And as we discover new things, we're constantly sharing that for free on our socials. Um, and you can find me, it's uh, Chris Johnstone. So you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, TikTok, uh, wherever it is that you like to do your social media, just head on over, give me a follow and shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. I love it. Well, Chris, it's been amazing. Um, and I certainly appreciate your time spending it with my audience. Um, thank you again for your knowledge and just, I love, I know you think of yourself as, you know, nerding out on the systems, but I love it. And I think a lot of people are really seeking that. I think that that's kind of what everyone wants in the new year is like systematize this, make this, make this make more sense. Tell me what to do. So I appreciate that more than, more than, you know, cause that's definitely how we operate over here. So again, thank you. And for all of you guys listening, if you loved this episode, please comment. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're on Spotify or Apple, please leave us a review. We love them. And we would love to hear what you love so much about it. And until next time, guys, we will see you in the next episode of the coffee and questions podcast.